Stay tuned to the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. And welcome back to the Sean Casey Show. We, the people indeed, this is where we meet uh, to uh, make sure that we resist. We foment the resistance to the march to Marxism, be led by Chairman Joe Cacklin Kamala uh, through the auspices of Barack Hussein Obama. This is the Casey Commentary, 10 revelations about January 6th as we come up uh, on the uh, third anniversary of that fateful day. Uh, we are now learning more and more truths about exactly what happened on January the 6th. And it is important that we continue to uh, get the truth out uh, as uh, we've we've seen before. We've, so we now know, of course, there were four Americans that were killed that day. Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, uh, again, uh, Mr. Gleason and Mr. Phillips, um, who may or may not have been hit by flashbang grenades or that caused heart attacks. We know that Roseanne Boylan was trampled to death, beaten to death, uh, also by a D.C. A, a Metro Police Officer Lila Morris. And we know that uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, U.S. Capitol Police, um, shot and killed Ashley Babbitt in cold blood. We do know that, of course, a largely peaceful crowd that were gathered that day to ask for the delay and the certification until the states could examine what the hell happened in their prospective states, unfortunately, uh, after promising to do so, uh, the vice president betrayed uh, his oath uh, to the Constitution and his oath to the American people uh, by certifying what he knowingly suspected was a, f- a fraudulent um, election. And so that being said, and we now know, thanks to the J6 tapes that have been first uh, promised to be released by Speaker Kevin McCarthy and then Speaker Mike Johnson, we're still uh, waiting to see a lot more about, I guess, 12,000 hours of the 41,000 hours have been released and I think uh, one of the most telling, uh, of course, is the some of the private stuff that we've seen already about uh, U.S. Capitol Police launching, uh, firing rubber bullets indiscriminately into the crowd, injuring people, shooting people in the face. And then uh, those flashbang grenades, they were, people were not rioting. They were not being violent. They were just milling about and just uh, outside. Uh, th- their First Amendment rights uh, being uh, exercised when uh, the U.S. Uh, Capitol Police and Metro Police officers uh, basically opened fire on them and actually uh, fired behind them to push them towards um, the Capitol. So these are just some of the things we've seen, the Ray Epps uh, revelations, the excellent job that uh, Lara Logan has done and her rest of the story. We do know Nick Searcy with Capital Punishment, Epic Times with a great piece on, on J6. So there, there's a lot of films out there uh, that you can watch uh, and that you should watch and share. But thanks to Congressman Barry Laudermilk, uh, on uh, he, he basically has helped uh, with these uh, you know, reviewing some of these tapes. And we now have a, a pretty good idea how the Capitol riot. And that's what it was. It wasn't an insurrection. Nobody was charged with insurrection that day, including uh, former President Trump. It was a riot. It was a protest that uh, got riotous because of the actions of uh, law enforcement and uh, of Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser of Washington and of the sergeant at arms uh, that day, and maybe even to some extent Mitch McConnell. But uh, again, there, there were security failures that occurred in the days and hours ahead of the violence. Uh, Lauder Milk, who's the chairman of the House Administration Committee's Oversight Subcommittee, uh, picked up the J6 probe in January of this year when Republicans took over. And with the blessings of McCarthy and Johnson, he released, I think, explosive new evidence ranging from videotapes to internal security memos. And John Solomon over at Just the News 
has done a great job, I believe, in uh, pointing out some of the things that we've learned, these, these 10 revelations. For instance, a key Democratic witness changed her story. Remember Cassidy Hutchinson, the former aide to President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, revised her original February 2022 testimony before the committee using what are called errata sheets. And uh, Hutchinson made significant substantive changes to her original testimony. You might remember her infamous story about the beast, the presidential limousine, which purportedly was involved in an incident where Trump was said to have lunged at the driver in anger after his request to be driven to the Capitol was refused. This is the version of a story that Hutchinson told former um, Republican uh, J6 witch hunter Liz Cheney at a public hearing. Uh, it was roundly disputed by Trump and other witnesses, including Secret Service personnel. That story was not in her original February testimony, and it was changed. Uh, it was changed. Normally, errata is when you get um, small details wrong, wrong day, wrong date, wrong year, uh, or something was said, um, you know, a typographical error, or you use the wrong word that may have changed the context of something. That's called errata. Uh, this was entire testimony changed. So that's problem number one. Number two, a Metro D.C. officer was caught on videotape claiming we go oh, oh, we go um, undercover as Antifa. Uh, and that the video shows the officer giving water to his fellow police officers who were suffering from the effects of tear gas, which the Capitol Police had deployed against the pro-Trump protesters while helping his fellow officer. The plainclothes undercover officer told his colleague that, quote, we go undercover as Antifa in a crowd, end of quote. There was also other D.C. Metro officers who were seen on tape saying this is a setup. We got set up, meaning by the Capitol Police, I guess. Uh, also, we find out another revelation that uh, two House re- Republican chairman launched an investigation into a potential collusion between the Fulton County D.A. Phony, Phony Willis and the, uh, the J6 uh, Select Committee Chairman Benny Thompson. After uncovering evidence, the prosecutor pursuing criminal charges against Trump asked for evidence from Congress. Both Jim Jordan and Barry Laudermuk discovered the letter that Willis wrote to Benny Thompson, requesting access to, quote, records and transcripts of witness interviews and depositions, electronic and print records of communications and records of travel. And so, again, this was collusion between a Fulton County DA and the uh, member of Congress, the chairman of the J6 committee, uh, and we'll get to them. They've got they've got a boatload of problems uh, on that committee, including not just Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, but Shifty Schiff and Radical Raskin uh, on that committee. Another problem, another revelation in February of this year, the nonpartisan investigative arm of Congress concluded the Capitol Police, the FBI and eight other federal agencies had gathered intel that certain extremists were planning to commit violence at the Capitol on J6, but that they failed to adapt security protocols, and get threat assessments to the key decision makers. Remember, Donald Trump even offered uh, National Guardsmen to Pelosi uh, and, of course, the Pentagon and uh, Muriel Bowser, etc. But uh, somebody up the chain didn't like the optics. And uh, in July, Just the News reported on two missteps by Secret Service surrounding J6, the deletion of J6-related text messages, and the Secret Service's decision to bring Vice President-elect Kamala Harris within yards of where a pipe bomb was found. We never have found the pipe bomber, but magically we found the pipe bomb, but uh, the U.S. Secret Service erased text messages from J5 and J6 
as part of what was called a device replacement program. Isn't that convenient? Uh, the Secret Service denies there was any malicious intent behind the deletion. It was just part of scheduled technology system change and maintenance. But here's the question uh, that we now know from the footage from the Capitol. The Secret Service brought their protectee, Kamala Harris, into a garage at the DNC just yards away from a pipe bomb was planned the night before by an unidentified subject who is yet to be founded by law enforcement. Sounds to me like you need some retraining, maybe re-education at the, at the Secret Service. Let's not forget the Capitol doors that were left unlocked and unguarded, especially on the west side of the Capitol, uh, allowing more than 300 protesters to enter the building during the height of the unrest. The footage shows the door was unlocked after Capitol Police directed a small number of intruders already in the building towards an emergency door marked by a sign. After a few of the intruders exit the doors, they remain unlocked, permitting hundreds to enter the building unchecked, no police presence. After Capitol Police arrived at the doors, they did not block the entryway, and the protesters were allowed to flow unimpeded, rather peacefully, I might add, into the building even as police elsewhere attempted to hold out a mass of protesters. So two entirely different uh, stories on both sides of the Capitol. How does that happen? We even saw some being cuffed and then released and fist bumping each other. Clearly, they knew each other as well. Another revelation uh, recently, uh, the uh, Republican leading the investigation, uh, we saw that the tapes of the interviews of key witnesses were not preserved by the J6 Select Committee. Uh, by um, by the, uh, Speaker Pelosi, uh, again, Barry Laudemick wrote to Benny Thompson and said they were under no obligation uh, to keep the uh, these texts, these messages. You would think in what is now being was compared to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor by the Democrats uh, would have been kept for all to see, all the evidence. But, of course, they can't turn over evidence because they know that would have probably implicated them. Metro police officers had plainclothes officers in the crowd seen exhorting protesters on video that day. Uh, again, these were agitators, agent provocateurs. Uh, their job was to facilitate uh, going into the building, uh, riling up the crowd, getting people all hot and bothered, uh, you know, like uh, like Ray Epps was doing, uh, like days leading up to uh, the um, the event. And then, of course, there was uh, an interview this year with former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund, who was in charge during the J6 riot, he claimed that the political bureaucracy under Pelosi hampered his department from planning appropriately and that failures inside his department and the political leadership in Congress, uh, this is what led to the tragedy. Uh, and and I, I agree. When when law enforcement wasn't put completely in charge, uh, when, when they refused Trump's uh, offer for the National Guard, uh, it seems like uh, they, they, this was a Fed surrection. We've said this from day one. And these are some of these these revelations. And finally, one more revelation I wanted to share with you is that Capitol Police security footage obtained uh, by Just the News back in June shows Pelosi, then the House Speaker, exited Hollywood style from the home of Congress that fateful day with her daughter filming her as security officers tried to guide her through a secret safe passage corridor. The footage made available by Republicans uh, basically shows three different angles of Pelosi's evacuation that day. Each of them shows her daughter, Alexandra, roving around her mother's delegation a delegation with a camera. They move briskly through the corridors, led by members of the Capitol Police protective detail. 
The video shows then-Speaker Pelosi was not, repeat, not in jeopardy after fleeing the breached Capitol chamber because the footage shows no protesters, no rioters penetrating the evacuation route. Capitol Police confirmed to Congress the woman holding the camera in the footage was Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra. Why was she there that day? Was she invited by Speaker Pelosi? Did she invite herself? Uh, what did she know of what was going to go down that day, and why was she there and not the official Capitol uh, um, photographers and videographers? Why was Pelosi's daughter allowed to come in when others uh, were basically prosecuted? Other journalists from The Blaze and uh, and others were arrested or, or being threatened with arrest because they were there that day trying to document uh, the truth. So those are the 10 revelations that we uh, know about J6 as we come up on the anniversary, the third anniversary of uh, that day of the Fed surrection when your government plotted and planned uh, to uh, once again uh, trap uh, Trump uh, protesters and Trump voters and accuse them of the most vile things uh, and let's not forget, there was FBI on the ground that day. There were people that were breaking windows that uh, may have been FBI agents or undercover D.C. Metro cops or U.S. Capitol Police officers that were there agitating the crowd, mostly peaceful. You might have got a few knuckleheads that, uh, that vandalized and stole or even maybe um, you know did things to police officers they shouldn't have. Uh, but again, uh, we just keep on hammering at the truth. We keep pulling that little thread as we watch the whole story begin to unravel. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And that's going to do it for today. Our Casey commentary, uh, the uh, revelations about uh, J6. Uh, back with a full episode Tuesday, J9. Uh, for the first full episode of 2024. Thanks for joining us again. Remember to spread it like wildfire. Until then, fight hard to stay free. Hey!